0: Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Now, tonight, I want to bring a message that hopefully is quite practical in in its approach. It's not about necessarily as much of the encounter side of things and more about this is something you need to, to go and do. Um, and so tonight, I, ho- I hope that you feel encouraged and inspired just to go and and, and do some things uh, this week. Because what we're talking about tonight is hurdles. Yeah, some hurdles. Yeah, that's right. And so you'll you'll see soon. But I've been busy um, constructing some things. In, the, in, in this week, uh, which is going to be awesome. I get to, I get to bring some props onto stage. Um, Pastor Shelley has inspired me that props are, are great for engagement. So it's going to be a good night. Um, but first, why don't you turn your attention to the screen? I've just got a quick video that I'd like you guys to see. All right. So the point of that video was not to make you laugh, although maybe it did, and that's good. But the point of the video was to show you that people trip and they fall when there are hurdles of the way. Sometimes when there's just other people around, they fall as well. And that's a very real reality. Um, I was, well, I'll say I was a track runner. I'm not anymore because really, yeah. Um, I, just, I was just not committed enough to that anymore. Um, who here has ever tried hurdles? Yeah, yeah, how'd you go? Were you, quite well, quite well, not so good, not so good. Have you tripped? Have you fallen over a hurdle before? Yeah, it's not very fun, eh? Especially on one of those tracks that that rubber just burns you. It's like really nasty. I've seen some really nasty thigh ones before. It's not fun, I've had one myself. It's really not a good time. Now, I, 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 I'm not a hurdler. Basically, for me, I like a straight line, no obstacles, just let me go and run as fast as I can. That's, that's my idea of a, of a good race. Uh, maybe a bit of a curve in there is fine, but you put a hurdle in the way, it just, it just slows you down, right? The thing about hurdles is you have to put energy into jumping over them, right? But it's the same with life. Unfortunately, it's not just a straight path. There are obstacles, there are hurdles, there are things that you can trip over. And, you know, we don't like the fact that they're there, but it doesn't mean we don't have to go over them. Do you know what I mean? There is an obstacle in your way. Sometimes you have to jump it. For example... We all don't like hurdles, right? I, I'm, I'm sure, like you, you prefer it was just a straight road. But you know, for example, imagine getting a job. All you had to do was press the apply button. No CV, no job interview. You don't even have to sign a contract. You just know you'll get paid and done. Apply, brilliant. One step. That's it. How good would that be? That'd be, that'd be pretty, right? Or well, what about with dinner? You know, you're sitting on the couch and you're like, oh man, what should we have for dinner tonight? Burgers sound real good. Uh, now I've got to get up and go make them. Wouldn't it just be easier if you're just like, oh, sweet, burgers, now I don't have to get up, right? But the thing is, there is always an obstacle to where you're going, all right? The finish line is down there, but there's always something that you need to do to get there. Unfortunately, you can't put zero effort in as much as we wish we could. There needs to be a level of effort that goes into it. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I, I, I get caught up in this uh, I just wish that it wasn't this hard. I just wish that I could just get to the end and I didn't have to put effort in. 1 Corinthians nine twenty four to 27. It's gonna come up on the screen behind me. I'm gonna read it out. I'm reading from the Passion Translation tonight. So 1 Corinthians nine twenty four to 27. It says this, "'Isn't it obvious that all runners are on the racetrack keep on running to win, but only one receives the victor's prize? Yet each one of you must run the race to be victorious.'" A true athlete will be disciplined in every respect, practicing constant self-control in order to win a lower wreath that quickly withers. But we run our race to win a victor's crown that will last forever. For that reason, I I don't run just for exercise or box like one throwing aimless punches, but I train like a champion. I subdue my body and get it under control so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified." If we are to be Christ followers, we have to run a race. Now, the race can be our lifetime. You can look at it that way. The race can be the season that you're in right now, what God's called you to do right, this, right now. That can be your race for this season. We can think about it in a couple of different ways. And like I've already said, in that race, there are going to be some hurdles. And we have to get up and jump over those hurdles. You know, we know what we need to do. God has given us a vision for it already. We need to just move. You know, sometimes we don't know what God's calling us to do. And if that's the case, uh, I believe that God wants to give you a vision um, and a conviction. And so if that's the issue, then we can always pray for that and God will meet you. I mean, God has given us commands to follow, uh, which are love God, love your neighbor, Maybe that's your first vision. That's that's the first thing you need to be aiming towards. Um, but I, I just believe that there are there are things that we have been asked to do, and we need to take some steps towards them. I mean, even in everyday life, curveballs, unexpected things come up. You know, buying a house, but the bank says no, we're not going to finance it. That's a bit of a hurdle. Um, getting a job that you know you're not necessarily um, perfect for, but you've done the jo- you've done the work to get there. Uh, you, but you just you just have to put it in their hands, and you have to write a CV, you have to write a cover letter, you have to do the interview, you have to get through all these steps, and they and they seem like hurdles, right? But what I want to talk specifically about tonight with hurdles is the first one, the first hurdle, and so if you're looking for a title of this message, we could call it the first hurdle, setting yourself up to finish. All right, so I, I want to give you tips on how you can get over this hurdle. So there's going to be three points tonight when we talk about this because whenever we have a vision, like I said, there's going to be a hurdle and we've got to go over it. And sometimes it might be as simple as just getting out of bed tomorrow morning. That could be your hurdle is the motivation for the day just to keep going. I know I've been there. A number of Monday mornings in my life, I felt like just not getting out of bed and not facing the world because it just seems hard. Um, but I can't stay in bed. And despite how I'm feeling, I get up and I get moving. So with that, my first point tonight, number one, move forward on conviction, not emotion. Can I ask you for a second to ponder this? Why do you follow Jesus? Why? I know we probably all have different backgrounds, different journeys, different stories, but for you, why? Why? Why do you follow Jesus? Why do you do your job? Why do you do whatever it is that you do? What what drives you? Because that's that's what we need to to think about. On the starting line of a race, you're surrounded by people who are about to take off and do the exact same thing as you. And it's very, very easy to get distracted by what's happening around. And the hype of the moment and the emotion of the moment is really easy. I know many times I've been in the starting line just nervous and just watching what's happening. Side to side, what's that guy doing? What's that guy doing? I don't know. You know, you're looking side to side. What everyone else is up to, you're like, man, those are fancy shoes. He must have just gotten them out of the box. Or, you know, he's those sunglasses, man. All that gold chain. Man, you know, he's serious. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the way they set up the blocks. They're like, their posture of how they get into them. There was a couple of guys who were just kind of get into the blocks and try and psych everybody out and go, ah! All of a sudden, you're just like, who's that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, actually, a 13-year-old boy just, like, trying to psych everybody out by just yelling on the starting line. It's quite intimidating, (laughs) to be quite honest. (laughs) But, I mean, in real life as well, when you're looking around, what do you see? Do you see other people's promotions? Do you see other people's successes? Even other people's failures? Are you looking at what they're doing instead of what your race is all about? Because that's not the point. And you've heard this term before, but you've got to stay in your lane. And in fact, when it comes to hurdles, for example, now this is not regulation size, just so you know. I did what I could with the time that I had and the resources that I had and the skills that I had. They're very beautiful. Can you not see? They're made out of pallet wood. Um, I tried my best. Anyway, so they're not regulation, but your hurdle perfectly fits your lane. Now, if you swing your arm into the person's lane next to you, you're disqualified. If your foot flicks over the side of the hurdle, you're disqualified. You have to stay in your lane. Otherwise, you're disqualified. Now, we have grace from God that even when we get out of our lane, it doesn't matter. He gives us grace to keep going and, and try again. So that's, that's, and that's not the worry, but the, the point is we take our eyes off the finish line, off the goal when we start looking around us. And we take our eyes off Jesus and what he's got for our lives. We miss the point of moving towards the goal. Philippians 3, verses 12 to 16, this is going to come up. It's in the Passion Translation as well. It sees this, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness of what I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have the same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. This, this, this point about moving forward in conviction and emotion, not, not emotion, doesn't completely omit emotion. All right? We, I'm not saying that you can't have emotion when you, you're moving forwards. Emotion is very important. God has given that to us. And in fact, uh, this translation in particular talks about running with passion. And I mean, passion speaks of the emotional link towards what you were doing. But at the same time, passion and emotion are not the same thing. Emotion is a facet of passion, but it's not all of it. Passion isn't about feeling emotionally moved by the prospect of doing something. Passion is actually worked out in the doing of something. Okay, does that, does that kind of make sense? You can't really be passionate about any, anything that you're not convicted about. And I mean, just, just for example, try being uh, passionate about a sports team winning that you don't want to win. I'm a Highlanders supporter. I'm not going to be passionate about the Crusaders winning against the Highlanders. Let's be honest, that's really hard. That's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we've just got to be, you know, convicted. And our passion has got to follow that conviction, not our conviction, follow our emotion or whatever that looks like. We have to move forward on conviction. I mean, the verse that we just saw finishes by saying, following one path with one passion. We follow the path first. The passion comes in behind and brings the energy to the conviction. You need to develop that it doesn't come instantly again like you don't start off being absolutely you know passionate about i don't know what you're studying necessarily you don't you're not necessarily passionate about school or the subjects that you're doing you learn to develop a, a like for it you learn to develop an emotional link towards it over time and we've got to develop that if you want to be emotionally invested in something you've got to be convicted about it first and on top of that that, that brings us to the other part, what if you don't feel convicted? What if you don't feel convicted to reach that finish line? I mean, then the hurdles don't seem worth it. I mean, we just heard from Paul, the prize is worth it. The prize is worth pushing forwards for. And, and I, like I said before as well, if you don't have conviction, ask God for it. He will give it to you. He will instill a, a, a vision inside you, something that you want to work towards, something that you want to drive towards, and he'll, you just keep on drawing near to him and he will make that real for you. But when it gets hard, remember why you're doing it, okay? Remember why you're doing it. So first point was, move forward on conviction, not emotion. The second point is don't lean back, keep your momentum. So when you approach a hurdle, now by the way, these points are pretty much based on actual hurdling technique, just so you know. So... Um, <laughs> I will at some point. Don't you worry, we'll get there. Um, so, I mean, when you approach a hurdle, especially the first one, it is so important how you actually position your body, alright, when you're about to jump over it. You've got to keep your momentum going forwards. As soon as you lean back, you increase the risk of tripping up over it or just decreasing your pace dramatically. Alright? You risk clipping it and falling and face-planting, which isn't fun, like we saw. It looks like people got a lot of burns that day uh, when they when they fell over those, but You know, we have to position ourselves. So, again, back to our lovely hurdles. Here you go, Mike. I'll show you. I'll try my best. I've got no promises tonight. If I trip and fall on the stage. Yeah, it will be funny. You're quite right. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just going to show you a couple of ways. Actually, I'll move it there just so I've got a bit of a run-up. So the first thing you could do, I'm not jumping both at once. Don't you worry. (laughs) That's a way too short gap in between. Anyway, so... The first thing you can do is when you run up, you become afraid of the hurdle. And you see people that do this. (laughs) Hey, they still got over it, right? Yeah? All right, cool. So that's the first way you can do it. Not, Not very effective. The second way you can do it is when you come in and you lean back, and all of a sudden, it's incredibly hard to actually take your momentum forwards. All right, because you've actually leant back and you've just lost all your, all your it's physics, right? Come on. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very accurate at explaining these things. But the last way, and actually what you'll see the, the really good hurdlers do is it almost becomes a step for them. And what they do is when they actually go to jump over, they lead with the leg and they actually lean and their chest gets closer as they come into it. So, I might want to move this other one. <laughs> we'll get to two hurdles later. All right. Oh, dear. I, I should probably put the microphone down, too, actually. <laughs> just, just in case, you know, it falls. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was a, like I said, I made it short to make it easy for myself. Just because, well, I don't want to trip on stage. That would be hilarious. But like I said, no. Uh, that's good, thank you. I'm also a physio, so I can hopefully fix myself. I just felt, no, no. my hamstring did not tweak. It's all right, it's all right. So, like I said, the good hurdlers will actually lean into it. Um, and it will look like they get their center of gravity really close to the ground, and they're going just straight across. It's so smooth, so smooth. So, the question then, if we apply that to real life, is how do you keep your momentum? How do you build it? How do you keep it? So you've already, based on point one, you've already made the decision. You've already convicted to move forward, okay? Sorry, just catching my breath. So you've already made, (laughs) it's just nervous jumping over one of those things. Uh, You know, especially, anyway. um, Anyway, not anymore, not anymore. Um, That was saying I'm not fit anymore, just so you know. Um, So how do you keep your momentum? So you've already made the decision. So it was Sunday, somebody's preached a really awesome sermon, you're like, oh, yes, that's exactly right, that's what what I need to be doing, that's where I need to be going. And then like we've already talked about, you wake up on Monday morning, and it's like, ah, that's what that means. Now I have to do that. And now I have to get up and I have to actually put some time and effort into this to make this work. It weighs you down a little bit to know sometimes that there's a hurdle there. But that's when our perspective isn't quite right about the hurdle. The hurdle's there to, bring it, to make us stronger. Um, so what, what you do before you actually reach that hurdle is so important. Do you, do you get a good sleep? Do you eat well? Do you drink water? Really basic things. Do you just do the basics of what it means to be a human? Eat, drink, sleep. Go to the toilet. All those kinds of things. Those, those functions that you've just got to do, all right? But then, do you read your Bible? Do you pray? Do you spend time with other people who challenge you, who who, who build you up? Do you spend time uh, on on YouTube watching whatever, stuff for entertainment? Or do you, you know, spend your time reading books that actually grow you, or whatever that looks like, doing something that will help you grow? Because... If we don't do those things, we tend to lose momentum. We really tend to lose momentum. I mean, we can see that the hurdle's coming. Like we all know now, hopefully, that there will be a hurdle at some point. It may not be big, it may be small, it may be whatever, whatever size. But we know that there's one coming, and so we've got to prepare for it. So when you reach that hurdle, don't hesitate. Just go for it. Run up to it with intention and boldness. Keep your momentum from what you've been doing. So tonight when you go home, think about this week. What are you going to do to keep your momentum from now going through the week? What are you going to do to keep that contrast that Pastor Tico was talking about last week, keeping yourself, I suppose, different to the world around you because of what Jesus has done for you? How are people going to see that contrast? Don't let that leak. Keep your momentum there. But that's where we hit point three, and point three is to leap, to actually just, just jump, to just do it. You know, it comes to a point where you just have to. You know, you've done all the things, you made the decision, you're, you've kept your momentum, and now, crunch time, got to go over, okay? you just got to do it. Even if you're not sure how it's going to look, what's going to happen, even if you're a bit kind of panicked about Uh, am I going to make it over this hurdle right now? I I, I don't know. And I mean, we'll see soon when I try that one whether I'm going to make it over. (laughs) But as I was just saying, don't hesitate at this point. It's easy to look at the height of the hurdle and say, far out. I can't do that. That's way too high. Dang. I thought it was going to just be a nice little one to get me started, but no, that looks a bit bigger than I thought. I don't know. But when you say, I can't, God says, I can. And this is, this is the part. So we've done our part. And now when we jump, when we leap, we have faith. No matter what the situation, no matter how high the hurdle is, God has all the power, all the strength. Mate, he can, he can, just, he can help you just get over it. He works through our weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10 in the, in the Passion, again, I've just been reading the Passion Translation recently, and it's just making the word just come alive a bit differently than it has before. But um, this is Paul talking about his weakness. It's not going to come up on the screen, by the way, if you're looking. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. But he answered me, my grace is always enough for you, and my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses, for when I am weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated by my weakness, but delighted. For when I feel weak and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger. For my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Even though we can't, God can. And he can through you. Your weakness is exactly how he wants to work. He wants to work through that part of your life. You just have to be willing to jump and trust him that you're going to make it over. I love how it said your weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Your weakness actually opens the door for God to be able to move. So when you when you feel like you can't make it over that hurdle, great. Great. That's awesome. If you can't make it over, that just means God needs to help you over, and then it's going to be all the more of a testimony, which is awesome. You know, if, and I'm so thankful for that because... You know, for what God asks us to do, if it was all on us, there'd be a heck of a lot of pressure. You know, I, I don't know if I, I'd be able to kind of cope with that, to be quite honest. If it was on us to make everything happen, I think I'd probably just panic. God wants to use you for his purpose, but you have to jump in and trust him. And until you start, you're not going to get good at it. No, Nobody turns up at the Olympics, day one of their hurdling career and expects to be able to win. You just can't. I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but the hurdle is way too high for you to jump, probably, even. On the track, when you're young, you don't start doing hurdles until you're old enough to manage it, really. So about the age of 13, I think it is 12 or 13, you start doing hurdles. Before then, they won't let you, because they're too worried that you're gonna crash out. Um, because your body hasn't really developed the ability to jump yet. Uh, but as you grow, you're given it. So age of 13. And initially, they're quite short. They're about kind of 75 centimetres, right? So for for a grown adult, or my height at least, we're just above knee height here, which isn't really too bad. 75 centimetres. But by the time you're an adult, and the Olympic men's height is 1.06 metres, which is, you know, two-thirds of my body height. Which all of a sudden becomes a heck of a lot higher to jump over. But you've already gone through all of those hurdles. All those heights through the years have gradually stepped up and gotten a little bit higher, a little bit harder to get over. You don't go straight there. You develop the ability to. All right? And in fact, like we've already talked about, go over the hurdle, a good hurdler will make it look just like they're stepping over. It won't look like too much of an effort. They've learned to trust. If we talk about it in our relationship with God, you've learned to trust That no matter what you do, if you just jump, God is going to help you go over it. And it becomes, well, okay, let's be honest. It's not necessarily always easy, but you'll get over. Okay? Those hurdles that God places in front of us, He knows we can jump them. He wouldn't place them in front of us if He didn't trust us to be able to do them. Okay? He gives us grace for them. Some of my biggest distractions in life, well, biggest challenges are the simple distractions. You know, the things that stop me from even starting the race in the first place. So, for example, saying to myself, ah, it's just easier to spend time on my phone than go and do that. I don't know, mow the lawns right now. (laughs) Something like that, right? That's a really simple thing. That's a barrier for me stopping even starting the race. I also find it, for me personally, and I don't know if this is what other people have felt before, but for me personally, I find that sometimes I look over and see what other people are doing. Like I talked about on the starting line, you look, at, you look beside you and you see how other people are preparing, what they're doing. You may be halfway through the race and somebody's 20 meters ahead of you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I've got no chance. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're discouraged by what other people are doing and you disqualify yourself. You've gone out of your lane again. You've gone out and you've just started to compare. And I don't know how many hurdles that person's jumped to get where they are. I don't know how much time they've spent practicing, how many races they've run, how many, uh, just how many hours they've put into it. They might be one of those 10,000-hour pros, for all I know. I'm comparing my journey and my experience to theirs. This is like the parable of the talents, where the master gives talents to a servants' ability. Well, to a servants based on their ability. Matthew twenty-five fifteen says, to one he gave five, to another two, and to another one, each according to their ability. I have to remember that God has given me the ability to run in my lane right now. I, I, I'm not graced to step out of it and start jumping over somebody else's hurdles. That's for them to do. That's for their, their ability, their talent, whatever they've been given. That's their lane. Let them do it. If I start doing it, I'm going to hurt myself. But it's so easy then to let those distractions stop you from even starting and getting over that first hurdle. The distractions, they're a hurdle in themselves. So what then is your hurdle tonight? What is that one thing tomorrow morning or this week that you're going to meet and you're going to look at and you're going to go, uh, Not gonna do that, that's, that's too high. I can't, I can't, I can't. That's, maybe that's not even worth it. Maybe that's what your thought is. I don't know, I just, I just don't think it's worth it to jump over that hurdle. What's the thing that's stopping you from living a life? Contrast to the people around you. Contrast to the world around you. Or what's the hurdle that you just feel like, you just need a bit of strength to get over it. Think about that. And then think about this. Philippians 4.13 4, says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Passion Translation puts it this way. And I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. How about that? His explosive power infuses me to con- conquer every difficulty. Everything that gets put in front of me through this explosive power. Hurdling is about Power is explosive power. We talk about, you know, people who are weightlifters. Generally, it's about strength. How much can you push? How much can you just lift and get up? Hurdles is about how quickly you can exert that power over the hurdle. And God wants to give you the explosive power, the explosive stuff, the stuff that, well, goes kaboom, right? So I, I, I want I want to create a space to let God infuse you with that power tonight, so that you can go and conquer the hurdles this week. That you can just run down that track, and every hurdle just gets easier and easier and easier and easier and easier to jump over. So, when you're to your feet. I want to create a space for those in particular who feel like they've been meeting the same hurdle for a long time, and I want to be able to pray for you, for strength to get over that hurdle. Maybe you've gone up to it, and and every time you meet it, you just come to it and you're like, ah, oh, nah, I'm just gonna walk away. Next week, come up, nah, I'm just gonna walk away. It's too high, can't do it. And then you come up to it. No, I hit it, but I didn't get over it. I was too scared to make the jump. What's your hurdle? What have you been trying to jump over that you've just been struggling with? Can I get you to close your eyes, lift your hands where you are. if this is you tonight, just where you are, I want you to give that hurdle over to God. So right where you are right now, just think about that hurdle. Visualize it. Look at it. Look at it as a hurdle. Now I want you to shrink it down to one centimetre. And I want you to imagine that all you have to do really is just walk and just get over it. And it's only one centimeter. It's easy. But God has shrunken it down for you to make it easier for you to manage, easier for you to get over. God wants you to know that His strength is within you to get over the hurdles to get over those barriers, to get over those things which just seem impossible, but they're not impossible for God. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.